You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is Reception Perception, the show. Now, James Cole and Matt Harmon. All right, for the Las Vegas Raiders, Jacoby Myers um, had an absolute whale of a game. Uh, I mean, it ended in such a sour note, man. That huge hit he took. He's in the concussion protocol now. I mean, he was out, out. Um, you know, I, I watch a lot of, um, I watch a lot of combat sports, and the way that he was crumpled, I'm like, this guy is completely out. Um, and you know, it's it was a tough scene. It was really not uh, comfortable to watch that man. He was just so completely knocked out. So I would be very surprised. Um, not only does he miss this game, this upcoming game, but I, I would imagine he's going to miss possibly a couple weeks, if not more, because that was a big-time shot. But Matt Harmon, before he got knocked out of this game, this guy absolutely established himself. Uh, Ten targets, nine grabs, 81 yards, and two touchdowns. Remember? Do you remember when he was in New England and he had that long streak? I think it was like 130 targets. Oh, yeah. Where he didn't score a touchdown. Um, and immediately here for the Raiders, uh, this guy just comes in and, 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 you know, Jimmy G's looking for him. Uh, and we, we, we've talked about the skill set here for Jimmy G kind of being able to throw to the middle part of the field, not really outside the numbers, you know, thrower is Jimmy G. Uh, I just felt like the skill set for Jacoby Myers fit meshed perfectly well with what Jimmy G wants to get done. Yeah, talked about Jacoby Myers very infrequently after he signed with the Raiders because, right. I mean, signed with the Raiders. But we did talk about him like in our forgotten late-round receiver segment. Uh, and, look, I wouldn't have told anybody to like play Jacoby Myers in fantasy in week one. But because of that brutal injury, like you said, um, I, but I couldn't believe he walked off the field. Like, he got up yeah. and walked off on his own. That was surprising. Um, but... I almost felt like he needed to get some deserved hype off this performance. Like you need it. He suffers his injury, but like he needs to be given his flowers because he was awesome against the Broncos. You know, who we know have Patrick Sertan, who's definitely warring with Devontae Adams. And, you know, Adams got his 66 yards, whatever. Um, But yeah, it was just kind of striking that. Oh, yeah, right. This is why the Raiders. I know it's like easy to laugh at Josh McDaniels. Oh, yeah. Just getting another one of his guys getting another one. We yeah, have, of course, classic Josh McDaniels. But Jacoby Myers is a damn good player, uh, you right. know, and, and the overlap. You're right between Jimmy G, where he loves to throw the ball and where Jacoby Myers is a good separator. I mean, this is a guy who's cleared 70 percent success rate versus man in multiple seasons. This is a good wide receiver. Jacoby Myers, I, I, I was pleasantly surprised and obviously yeah, it ends on a sour note but i was pleasantly surprised with how well he produced in this game um just because of that overlap with jimmy and everything going on there so yeah i, I just thought he deserved a shout out as a surprising <laughs> wide receiver performance 
Devontae Adams, nine targets, six grabs for 66. Very workmanlike, to be honest with you, man. You, you talk about that battle that he was having out on the perimeter with Sertan, man. And just, it was fun to watch. It, it really was. It just didn't result in huge numbers for mm-hmm. Devontae Adams. Still took home nine targets, though. Um, and, and it's a really truncated, you know, wide receiver room there. Uh, in Las Vegas, Jimmy G's got his guys that he locks in on. That's it. You know, it was Jacoby Myers, Devonte Adams. That was it. Uh, Hunter Renfro, it should be noted, played 12 snaps. That's it. 12 snaps total. Did not draw a single target. Um, I don't know what it is with Las Vegas. If they don't want, I, and I say this all, I said this with the Jets in regards to Mims and, and um, Corey Davis. If you don't want to play these guys, you have to trade these guys because they are valued in the league, right? If you don't value them, that's fine, but find a trade partner. I I guess I just don't understand. Now, Hunter Renfro um, is theoretically going to have an opportunity here with Jacoby Myers on the shelf for, you know, for what I think is going to be a week, if not more. Um, But if in this upcoming game, I'm just going to keep an eye on Renfro. And it's like, if this guy doesn't finally get playing time, I mean, remember last year it was Mac Hollins, Matt Harmon. How was Mac Hollins getting so much more playing time than Hunter Renfro? And if Renfro doesn't come out now, I think, and, you know, basically establish some kind of rhythm here, I, the Raiders would be foolish not to trade him. I think the problem is like there were Renfro rumors in the off season and Tashawn Reed of the athletic reported that they haven't sit, received any trade offers for him. I mm. think the biggest problem here is that I think his skill set is valued in the league, but the Raiders gave him a big contract extension prior to not using him. Right. That that's the crazy <laughs> thing. Yeah. Uh, all right, so it's all like, right. yeah, yeah, they, yeah, right. Right. They jacked up the price on him and then immediately de- started devaluing the asset. <laughs> so I don't know. That that was weird because I do think Hunter Renfro is a valuable player, but I think he quickly became like very overrated because he's a scrappy white and people just love the they're like, oh, he must be one of the best <laughs> route runners in the league. And they just they, that's uh-huh. that's like the scrappy white receiver archetype. And yeah. and he's good. He's I don't want to be like a Hunter Renfro hater, but he just like the routes, like what Jacoby Myers can do as an outside receiver, like as your flanker, like Hunter Renfro just can't do that stuff. He, there's a there's a capped ceiling there, right? So yeah, theoretically he has an opportunity here, but we'll see. I agree with you that I would love to see him in in the right offense. This mm-hmm. offense is just like even again, even though Josh McDaniels has a history with scrappy whites, like this <laughs> this is not they've wanted to be like very heavy and like get guys on the field that can block and like win with some size and be physical and run the football. And that just like Hunter Renfro is never gonna be a part of that attack because right. Okay, you know, you, you yeah, want Hunter no. Renfro blocking? No, you no, no you don't. No. Like no. he would no. be a great fit with a really pass heavy offense that needs a slot receiver again the problem there is just that uh the raiders jacked up the i don't know what that would be the equivalent in like the stock or financial world i don't know like can you jack up the price of your own stock and then try to short it or sell it or something because that's basically what the raiders did i don't know (laughs) yeah what are you telling me that uh that the raiders pulled an elon musk and uh (laughs) yeah right there it is (laughs) there it is is. There it is. <laughs> the Raiders are Elon Musk and Hunter yeah. Renfro is Twitter. They right. bought it 
and just started ripping it apart. What I what's the report recently that Twitter they he bought it for like forty four billion and now it's like barely worth twenty five or something like that. Oh yeah, that's God. what they've done with Hunter Renfro. Like now the entire <laughs> league's looking at it like, yeah, you know, we already had some problems with with the dude, but like now you've made it so expensive. Oh so yeah, yeah, we you can go ahead and forget it. That's great. I love it. Um, all right, let's talk about another rookie here, Puka Nagua, man. What the hell, bro? Come on, what's going on out here? Uh, and the Rams, by the way, were a five-point dog, and they shockingly beat the Seattle uh, – almost called them the, the, the Seattle Sonics, but the Seattle uh, Seahawks. <laughs> um, the Seattle Seahawks, that's how shocked I am. I'm like, what's going on hell here? It looks like a basketball team getting beat up by the Rams, man. Um, but the Seahawks, yeah, uh, ended up winning. I think they won double digits, right? So uh, you talk about a turnaround there. But Puka Nakua, man, 15 targets. What? 15 targets. 10 grabs for 119. Um, what were your takeaways there, Matt Harmon? I, I got to be honest with you. I was a little bit surprised. Having watched a, a, so a lot of Puka Nakua, um, you know, college kind of tape and stuff, I, I just thought, okay, this is going to be a workmanlike type receiver. He wasn't that here in week number one. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. You know, I was a big fan of, of Puka Nakua. I know the you were. Reception I perception were. in-season sample, 74.2% success rate versus man, 73.3% success rate versus press. Like, this dude can play. He fell in the draft because of injuries, and you know, he went to BYU, and he's the he is not the James Coe type, right? Not a, not no. a workout warrior. Nope. Um, not, not the James Coe type of receiver at all. <laughs> uh, you know, honestly – you, you think about it, and look, I will say that I was skeptical because he's a day three rookie receiver. I like right. the player, but, you know, he's a day three rookie. Like, how often do exactly. day three rookies just get immediate opportunity? Oh, well, they do on an L.A. Rams team that is just nothing, but it's like Matt Stafford, Aaron Donald, and the kids, you know, with Cooper <laughs> Cup out of the mix. <laughs> right, and, right, right. you know, Puka gets an instant opportunity, and when you really think about it, too, he is a perfect – like Cooper Cup handcuff in in a way. Okay. Like I posted the two route charts side by side. It's it's on my Twitter page. People can see like where do they use Cooper Cup a lot? Like shorten in in underneath, right? Uh curl routes, 17.2% of Cooper Cup's routes were curl route in 2022. Puka Nakua had a 85.7% success rate on curl routes mm. in his collegiate sample for reception perception. 7.6% of Cooper Cup's routes in 2022 were a flat route. Pukunakua, 100% success rate on flat routes uh, in his game sample for reception perception. But there's that underneath stuff. There's the short stuff. Uh, but he can also sting you deep and outside, like the outbreaking routes. And that was what was impressive in week one. You know, the, his ability to win on those deeper outbreaking routes, that is very Cooper Cup-esque. That's where the, the Rams take Cooper Cup, the slot receiver, and make him – a dangerous threat with Matthew Stafford who unlocks him in the vertical areas. And dude, I mean, Stafford was uncorking heaters to Puka yeah. down the field and to, and to a lot of dudes to the point that like, you know, I'm one of my biggest things I'm, I'm coming out of week one 
I don't know many people that were saying the Rams are a big time value offense or a big time sleeper team. A lot more people were, and I'm putting myself in the bucket too. I didn't mm-hmm. think that about the Rams. More people no. were were saying the Rams were like going to tank and compete for Caleb Williams or something. I, I'm kind of like looking at all of us. I'm looking at everybody in the NFL community. Like, yo, did we forget that Sean McVay is a really, really good coach? And Matthew Stafford, <laughs> when he's healthy, is a really, really, really good quarterback because that's what I was watching in week one. Like Sean McVay, not this. I know that this, they were a star studded team and they won the Super Bowl. But think about what like the team was when Sean McVay took over. It was mm-hmm. a disaster area and he got them to immediate competence. Like, right. What if Sean McVay gets this group with like Matthew Stafford, if he stays healthy, you know, Steve Avila was great. Rookie, the guard is in his first start. The offensive line was better than expected. And, you know, Puka playing well. Maybe Cooper Cup's coming back. Van Jefferson, he's out there. You know, Tutu Atwell, they were using him on, like, some cool motions and stuff, man. Like, the Rams' offense was one of the most uh, surprising and maybe shouldn't have been so surprising units in week one. Uh, well, I'll say this. I just think from a talent perspective, I don't think there was – there's just not that much on the table. I, I do think this, though. A lot of folks were double-counting the Cooper Cup injury uh, or mm-hmm. the Cooper Cup going on IR. Right. Because you're double counting it like they already knew he wasn't going to play in week one. It's not like that was a late breaking development. It's like, no, we already knew he wasn't going to play. Yeah. Um, and, and and then once he once it got announced that he got put on IR, it's like, oh, yeah, we're, we're double counting that injury. Right. We're like, oh, man, the, the Rams are going to stink. Right. Now, that being said, listen, they I, I mean, they go up to Seattle five point dogs and they just i mean house them by 17 that's mm-hmm. man i gotta be honest with you that that, that i don't care how we, how you break it down that's a surprise you know i mean the fact that sean mcveigh is getting this kind of production at a 2-2 at well bro <laughs> i mean come, come on i mean we look you're saying did we all forget no we didn't i, I don't know if we all forgot but i mean talent still is the number one thing here in the nfl and i just feel like they didn't really have that talent level especially on the defensive side of the football man. oh yeah I that thought, was surprising i mean 13 points for the for the seattle seahawks a team that you know again we thought okay geno smith he's the real deal they've got two great wide receivers in dk metcalf what bro what in the hell happened to tyler lockett i mean Lockett was nowhere to be found. Four targets, two grabs, 10 yards, 10 yards for Tyler Lockett. Crazy. I mean, that, that, that to me was a big time surprise. So I think the defensive from a defensive standpoint, um, I was probably the most surprised, the most shocked uh, in regards to what we got there on Sunday. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, that is a young team, even younger than the guys on offense. Right. Um, but they do still have Aaron Donald and Aaron they Donald kind of took that game over. And dude, if we were surprised by the Rams <laughs> d- defensive performance, I think the Seahawks were even more surprised because they lo- were like losing their composure by the end of it. You know, they were oh, yeah. pissed. DK was like shoving yep. Akella Witherspoon to the ground. He was clearly, you know, that, that was a team that was kind of coming unraveled there towards the end because I think they, I don't know. I wonder if, I wonder if the Seahawks came into that game thinking like, yeah, we'll handle this so. little JV Rams team. And then, I and think then so. they got snuck up on, which, you know, I, makes me think that maybe we'll, we'll probably see a better Seahawks team uh, in week yeah. two against the Lions and, you know, a team they've played before. So, yeah, I, 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 I'm not panicking about the Seahawks or anything like that. I think they'll be fine. But 
I'm right. definitely thinking coming out of this that like because Puka Nakua again, it, and I think he'll have a role even when Cooper Cup is back. You know, I think he'll have he'll play. Um, they'll continue to get Tutu Atwell on the field because he he does bring sort of a speed dimension and again that pre-snap motion stuff. Right. But uh, I think Puka is going to earn himself a role here because he just fits really well with what this team likes to do. They used to kind of use Cooper Cup and Robert Woods sort of interchangeably, and I feel like they could right. maybe use Cooper Cup and Puka interchangeably as well. So that I was just about to bring that up. It, it was hard not to watch Puka Nakua and not you know see visions of Robert Woods uh, in that offense. You know, we're we're talking about a guy that was um, you know sixty forty outside inside in Robert Woods. It wasn't quite that split. Um, it was more like 65-35, I think, for P- Puka Nakua. He played about 65% of his snaps uh, on the outside. That's why I was, again, I'm, I was very surprised because Seattle is not a good defense, right? Um, but what they did do well last year, with especially because of Reek Woolen, they really limited the production of outside wide receivers. As a matter of fact, I think uh, I'll, I'll pull this up real quick here, but Seattle uh, ha- gave up. Um, what was it? Uh, the second fewest yards per game to wide receivers lined up outside the 6.44 yards per target allowed was the third best in the NFL. When you're just examining wide receivers lined up, um, on the outside. So, and again, obviously a lot of that has to do with Tariq Woolen. Um, so, I, again, just with Puka Nakua lining up 65% outside, I, this, it makes this performance even more surprising. Mm-hmm. I really thought that if they were going to get some production out of Tutu Atwell or Puka Nakua, it would be because Nakua lined up inside, but it wasn't really the case. Like They really were just interchanging these wide receivers all over the field, and Van Jefferson was kicking inside. Then he was playing outside, and, and it, it, it seemed to me like it created a lot of confusion uh, for the defense on the other side. Yeah, it's pretty cool to see, man. I, I love any time a receiver room has some interchangeability like that. And I do think Puka's a guy, you know, that I wrote about this, that he, you see him play a lot of different spots. I still think the best stuff is when he's off the line of scrimmage and um, when he can get going in the middle of the field. I mean, much I don't want to sit here and say, like, he's the next Cooper Cup or something like that. But he does have similar, like, marks in his profile where he is like got a workman like yak approach he's mm-hmm. you sneak up on you from an explosive standpoint got good contact balance great hands and decided i outlined sort of the route running stuff where they're similar so i think the rams hit on puka that's yeah. for sure 2400 sports is an odyssey company 